live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book Own Your Past, Change Your Future, and host of the very popular podcast, The Dr. John Deloney Show, where he answers questions about life, mental health, and uh, relationships. Brand new book going on sale today, Building a Non-Anxious Life is on pre-sale right now. It will ship October 3rd, and you can get it at RamseySolutions.com. We're throwing in a bunch of extra goodies, about $75 worth of stuff. If you pre-buy it for $20, because it helps us, and we appreciate it. And, of course, you're going to get a lot of good, fun stuff, extra stuff, if you buy it early. So there you go. It's kind of a fair trade. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Alex is in North Carolina. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, John. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Dave, to quote you, I've been looking good with no freaking money, and uh, I've been doing it for years. Uh, I just discovered your work, and I've been following it. I'm on baby steps number two. And basically, since I discovered your work, Dave, I mean, from one day to the next, everything I bought and all, all my decisions for my reckless spending and my bad decisions now just feels weird and, and sort of brings shame. I mean, I'm, I'm driving around in the new car I bought last year. It feels weird. Sitting in the expensive furniture doesn't feel right. Um, things I've, I've bought and stuff just makes me feel uncomfortable, uh, pretty much all because I know I have this big mess to clean up. Um, I think I'll be able to clean up the mess and, and come out all right, but I guess my question is twofold. Are my numbers right in that I can clean this mess up without changing my lifestyle too much um, if I can just control my spending behavior. And and secondly, if I can clean it up with my current income, how do I deal with it sort of emotionally and psychologically kind of seeing all my past mistakes every day in front of me? Okay. Uh, Well, how much debt do you have, not counting your house? Uh, Right at 80,000. Okay. And what is that on? Uh. 40,000 is my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30,000 is a uh, student loan. Mm-hmm. And 10,000 is a credit card. Okay. And what do you make? Uh, uh, 150. Okay. And how much money do you have in savings, not counting retirement? Uh, about 15K. Non retirement, any non retirement investments at all? Uh, about 5K okay. mutual fund. Okay. We got twenty k there. All right, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> I think it can be done by October one. Well, this yeah. year, yeah, maybe. If he sells that car, yeah, sell the car and use the twenty k. Yeah, yeah, you'll be you'll be done by Christmas. Yeah. So mm. yeah, this is very doable. Um, if you don't sell the car, you'll be done by the next Christmas. So okay. um, eighteen months. You know, six to 18 months, you can be done depending on whether you want to keep the car or not. Um, and I think it was it you, you, I think you were talking about somebody the other day was saying your stuff talks to you. Oh, yeah. yeah was, was that you? Yeah. Um, uh, Don Madsen, the minimalist mom, was, was introduced me to this idea that um, your things have imaginary conversations with you all the time. And I kind of rolled my eyes when she said it. And then I got home. And I started looking around my basement where I've got this little jam area and my hunting gear and all my books. And they quietly started saying, 
hey, are, are you going to read us or are you just going to be stupid forever? And my guitars were like, are, are you just not going to play us? You're just going to be old? You're going to be that guy? And my hunting stuff was like, you're just going to be an indoor nerd now? It, it wouldn't shut up. And so there is a, an idea that at some point I got to get rid of some of this crap and I got to deal with this shame, right? I'm interested, brother, what makes you feel this shame? Like you keep talking about you don't feel comfortable on this. What, what is at the root of that discomfort? Just, just that I know that it was like reckless behavior um, that I sort of see the light now. And okay, uh, what, what if I just say sell it? What's your initial response? Like put on today on Facebook Marketplace. Here is some furniture. I'm going to sell it. What's your instant gut response? Peace. <laughs> so, then what are you doing, man? Sell it. Yeah, sell it. Are you single? Uh, I'm married. Okay. Yeah, you probably ought to talk okay, to her. Okay, yeah, you for, want to talk for, to her. For yourself, you her gotta couch. Lead, you got to lead with that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For yourself, her couch, we yeah. need to talk about this. But, yeah, um, so it, it's okay if you're uh, – I mean, I, I have – okay, I owned a bunch of property before I went bankrupt in my 20s. Uh, most of those houses are still standing. So when I go out to eat and that end of town – and we drive by and I go, yeah, I used to own that. And that house is looking at me going, yeah, back when you were stupid. And that's been 35 or 40 years ago, you know? And so that house is still telling me I'm stupid or was stupid. But I was stupid back then. And so, you know, when you bought that, you were reckless. And it's right. telling you, you, you're, you were reckless back then. And it might be okay if it's not weird or dysfunctional to th- have a few things reminding you not to go back to that behavior. That, you know, that table says we shouldn't have bought that. And, and so, um, and, and, you know, every time I eat at it, I remember not to be reckless anymore. Right. So maybe it's a good reminder in a sense, a milestone, a psychological or spiritual milestone to look, but if there's too many of these things telling you you're stupid all day long, it's the thing is that you have to make the items behave in their message. Their message has to be, you used to be reckless when you bought me. Now you're not Mm. the old me did that, but the new me doesn't do that. And so if they're, but if they're telling you that you're just, you're stupid. No, it was stupid when I bought you, but I'm not stupid now. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy you again. And here's what you have to do. You have to gain some confidence in this new life. And our buddy, Alex Hermosi, I love the way he says this to get confident. You have to practice. You just got to, you can't think your way to being confident. Yeah. You have to start doing it. So you need to start making a budget with your wife every month. And what you're going to do is you're going to look up in six months and you're going to, you're going to owe nobody anything. You're going to have gotten rid of some of this stuff that's nonsense. And she might be completely at peace or she may have like want to pull your hair out, but there's going to be some peace in your house. And then you're going to have some confidence because you've got some budgeting practice. You're starting to get a hang of this thing. And all of a sudden this shame kind of evaporates because you're walking a little bit taller and you've leaned into this life, right? You know, and and honestly, the thing that Craig Rochelle and and James Clear both talk a lot about too is resetting your identity. Yeah. And and that's saying, okay, I am a person who is thoughtful and wise in my purchases. I'm not a reckless person. And that's, Mm. you say, that's who I am now. Now I used to be, you know, this and this and this. And I used to be the guy who borrowed money up his eyeballs. That's how I went broke. And that's how I started doing this whole thing, right? That's me. But I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah. I'm now mm-hmm. Mr. Don't Borrow Money Ramsey. I mean, come on. Hello. And there's something about sitting with your wife and saying, here's who we're going to be. Mm-hmm. Are you in? And then y'all just reverse engineer it and you co-create that life together. Yeah. And I think your stuff will shut up when you do that. It does. It'll, it'll quit yelling at you. 
It's only yelling at you if it gets a foothold. I have one guitar that still yells at me, but all the others are good. They're all good. Well, I, you know what? <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host. Thank you for being with us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Lori is in Sacramento, California. Hi, Lori. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. It's great to talk to you guys today. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. Um, I have, I'm working on Baby Step 4, and I found myself a financial advisor, and I know he's the right one because out of everybody I asked, he's the only one that agreed that I have to pay off my house instead of investing more. Okay. So I'm very, he passed that first test. <laughs> but my question for you is, um, I know that you have the four categories for investing. Um, I'm 61 years old. Do we need to adjust that at all for my age? I, I'm, I'm a little bit behind, so I tend to want to kind of go a little more aggressive to gain more, or should I just stick with the plan? I would stay with those four if it was me. Okay. Um, my person, I'm 63. My personal uh, 401k is in exactly that. It's in those four. And then, and then, just to throw another little wrench into there, he's in the process of pulling all my. Cause I have various my my uh, retirement accounts are kind of spread out at different employers. He's mm-hmm. going to pull that all in together. Good. And I and I didn't realize that I have kind of a big old chunk of a single stock that's done really really well. Mm-hmm. And how much of it can I keep? Is that uh, in a retirement account, or is that is that just in a single it's, stock? In a, it's in a retirement account. It's in my Charles Schwab, an old 401k that's rolled over. Hmm. Okay. So it was like a company benefit of that, that company stock you worked for at the time? Nope. Nope. It was just the, that company set it up so that you could have an account at Schwab and invest in any old thing you want. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling all of that into the four types of mutual funds in IRAs. So not, I can't keep my little single stock. Uh, I, you can, but I, you asked me if I would. I wouldn't. What's it worth? It's right now. It's worth probably about a uh, hundred thousand. Okay, and what's your total nest egg in retirement? It's about three hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a third. No of my nest egg in a single stock too much risk for me yeah i know you said like 10 but yeah 10 percent max and okay. that's what i would do so if you love it and you just want to keep messing with it then that means about thirty thousand of it you could stay with but um okay but i i i don't you know again i i, I what i tell people to do is what i actually do i don't have like one right. set of thing advice for for myself and then for everyone else i give this other advice no i, I do exact i don't own a single single stock not one and i'm not wow. uh, so uh because i just don't want the risk and i don't want to screw with it i don't get it's not fun for me i i, I like to put things on, i like wealth building things to be on autopilot and right and that's really what i want so yeah. that's a good point point. and right. Lori, i would look at it like at some point you got to walk away from the table in vegas and you've done really well I would just walk away from the table. Yeah, cash in. Uh, right. W- what What's the house debt? Um, I still owe uh, about two fifty. Okay. And I just started doubling down yeah. on it. What do you make? I make about a hundred and twenty. 
Okay, so you're going to be four years. You're going to be 65, 66. That's paid for. Is that your plan? That's my plan. Every yeah. penny, maybe more if I can get more shifts. Okay, good for you. You're getting yep. a lot of energy. I love awesome. It. Proud of you. Yeah. Very well done. <laughs> okay, and here's the good news. Not counting the 15% that you're continuing to add to the 350, but the 350 in that same period of time will become 700. Oh, I like to hear in that. And then seven more years when you're 73, 72, that 700 will be 1.4. Oh, that's beautiful. That's music to my ears. Yeah. And so, and then the house is worth what? It's, it's the house is worth about 550. Okay. All right. Yeah. So in about two years from right now, you're going to be, you're going to have your first million net worth. Oh. Yeah, that's where you are. So. And, and, and Lori, I'll tell you this. Dave Dave mentioned this on air one time when I was here, and it, it, it was like a light bulb went off. When you turn 61, um, if you're in good health, chances are you live to 91. And suddenly you got 30 more years of investing in this thing potentially doubling every seven years. That's a lot of money. That's a whole yeah, bunch of money. I've got I've got 80-ish parents, so... I, I, I think I'm, I have uh, some longevity genes. There yeah. you go. There you go. I like it. That's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and you know, again, because the average death age of a male right now is uh, 72, 74 for female, but that includes infant mortality, teenage death, those kinds of things. And so, again, when you make it with in reasonably good health into your 60s, you got a high probability statistically of making it into your late 80s or 90s. And so uh, we – typically bring that up when we're addressing oh well you're now 60 so you need to move all your money into conservative investments and no inflation will kick your butt you got 30 more years to buy bread and gas as it goes up and so yeah that's a but you're not we're not having to worry about that with you Lori. you're in good shape you're doing really smart things great yeah you she's got a plan man she dialed in and i love the uh i don't know i i, I all the psychological data says when people just quit working they just stop Everything falls off. And I like to hear somebody who's 61 is like, no, man, I'm getting after it. I'm doubling my shifts. I'm going for it, man. I, lo- I just love that. I love it. It's fabulous. Jace is in Las Vegas. Hi, Jace. How are you? Hey, Dave. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. How can I help? So my wife and I recently got on the budget, and we have about four or $500 left after all of our expenses are taken care of and everything. Um, we're kind of wondering what to do with that money. Um, we have $370,000 of debt. What kind of debt? Um, it's all student loans. hundred percent of it. Who's the doctor? Who's the lawyer? (laughs) So I'm a doctor. I am in residency. I have two more years left in the middle of residency right now. And so we're kind of wondering. What are you making? What's your household income? So I, it's about $50,000 after taxes. That's take home. My and wife she, stays at home with our kids. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So these are the co- these my, are college years. I mean, you're in college. That's what it amounts to. Yeah. So it's medical school yeah. and undergrad yeah. is yeah. about 20000 Yeah, I understand. But I'm just saying, uh, you know, when you're in school, we don't expect people to make big strides in their wealth building when they get out of school. Yeah. Your temptation, the thing yeah. you have to avoid then is getting what we call doc-itis. It's a disease that medical school spreads. <laughs> yeah. No, I've heard of that disease and I've studied it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Docitis is no, where you go buy a new BMW uh, to prove that you're a new MD instead of paying off your freaking student loans. Um, no, and sure. so, yeah, you, you keep driving a hoopty and you live in a, a, like a broke doctor because that's what you are going to be very soon hopefully uh a doctor because you're currently broke we hope we can add doctor to it and then we go make (laughs) a couple of hundred a year and we clean this up and because we don't upscale our lifestyle we keep our lifestyle where it is now and then when you do graduate get your md and move into the bigger income that's when you'll be able to actually make progress but i really don't expect you to do much but tread water right now yeah so we were just thinking of putting that just kind of in a bigger emergency type of fund honestly yeah i would because it's a very small amount it's and and make sure and make sure that that also enables you to not take out any more student loans or any more than you have to just get really limited down to you know quit quit just taking the full boat on everything okay stop that and uh and then finish up your residency you know pass your boards and let's go make some money and pay this money back and don't change your lifestyle yeah it's like that movie space balls only what you need to survive right you don't need to take out every man the number of students who'd come in and just take out i qualify for how much and they just get this huge refund check as though it just rained on them right yep. and yep. so far exceeded the cost of college and that went to video games and tvs and couches and beer fancy apartments dave beer, <laughs> beer. more beer beer, <laughs> beer. You know, that's how that I works. worked with good students, Dave. Yeah, you did. They good bought students. beer. Yeah. This is the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thanks for hanging out with us, America. We're glad you're here. Open phones at 888-825-5225. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Kyle and Kristen are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Better than we deserve. Now, where do you live? We live in what's called Hopsod, Indiana, near Evansville, Indiana. Evansville. Very cool. Love it. Welcome to Nashville. How much debt have you paid? $209,678. Love it. How long did this take? About 10 years, but Mm -hmm. that included our house, so that was kind of the last step there. Looking at weird people. (laughs) I love it. And your range of income during that decade? Started at $72,000 and ended at $138,000. Cool. What do you all do for a living? We're teachers. Ah, very good. Very good. What's this house worth? Uh, I would imagine if we were to sell it right now, it'd be about $350,000. Very cool. And how much in your nest egg, in your retirement nest egg? A little over $120,000 in retirement and probably about seventy dollars in 529s. So you're half a million anyway, net worth. Way to go, guys. Thank you. Thank I you. love it. How old are you two? 35. Yeah. You'll be millionaires by the time you're 40. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Well done, guys. Well done. Proud of you. So uh, tell me, what happened uh, 10 years ago? They got this journey started. How long have y'all been married? 11, 11 years okay so one year into marriage boom yes. here we go what one happened? year into marriage and i'm the math teacher so when we got married it was kind of like well we should save x dollars each month and then you know months came and went and it was like wait a minute we're not saving that much so what's going on here and so my mom kind of mentioned well i hear this guy on am talk radio you guys should give him a listen and uh so we did and then we started listening to the podcast whether often. we were walking the dog running early drives to florida for vacation whatever it may be we always had the, the pod on and uh listened to lots of shows and 
the debt free screams kind of got us inspired in addition to uh, all the radio listening and we then did. we decided we've got to have this on paper on purpose so that we know exactly where our money's going yeah okay so you laid out a budget of course mm-hmm. and went after it then okay what kind of debt did you have other than the house so i had a little bit of student loans about eight thousand of student loans uh we were, we were normal we financed a car early on mm-hmm. in our marriage mm-hmm. and then uh did the same with the minivan a couple of years later mm-hmm. so uh, so two two vehicles, student loans, and the rest was the house. All right. Wow. Very good. Good for you. Wow. Plowed right through. How's it feel? Pretty good. The day we did it, it was very, felt like we could breathe a little bit. The air, air felt a little different. You've talked about before. The grass feels different when you walk through it. Uh, it was just freeing, very freeing. And luckily for you two, nothing has been weird in the world of education the last three <laughs> to four years. So Exactly not owing anybody anything except for your house had to have been comforting because if you're like the teachers i'm talking to across the country and looking at this data this mass exodus there had to be moments when you thought what are we doing how long can i keep doing this and not own anybody any money had to feel great and knowing we're we are right around the corner from paying this house off and then we could do whatever we want right yeah exactly when we first started there was a big fear of indiana teachers that Money wasn't going to be there. We didn't know if we'd get raises, this or that. Um, we've been fortunate that hasn't been the case in our corporation, at least. Uh, so that was kind of one of the things. It's like we got to make sure that we are as financially free as possible in case a situation like that does arise. Okay, yeah. but you got to know how crazy that is <laughs> because everybody looks at uncertainty and they look at the government or some media outlet and said, save me. And y'all two said, all right, it's going to be uncertain times for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to forge ahead and solve this with ourselves and our family and our community. Dude, that's that's how communities that's change right there. That's we heroic. appreciate that. It's we, amazing. And we just did a lot of unique or weird things. Like uh, in the wintertime, we kept our thermostat at 60. Our parents would <laughs> our sometimes parents not want, want to come, come over because it was too <laughs> it was cold too in there, cold but we're there. trying to pay less to our uh, energy I see company. what y'all did there well played guys we, tried well to, played. we would go to sam's club and stock up our freezer but then each week we go to the grocery store it's like 35 dollars. that's what we want to spend because we're mm. just buying lunches pretty much for yeah. the two of us uh yeah so we just did lots of things that that were weird to to try and get ahead mm. and now you're in a great shape well thank you yeah you really paid a price i mean 10 years you're stuck with it yeah that's pretty impressive very very well done well done now when people find out your house and everything is paid for how old are you two did you say 35 35 yeah yeah people find out your you're just so weird i mean if you people find that out they go how did you do that what do you tell them the secret to getting out of debt is well that's like what we've talked about there really is no secret you put it on paper (laughs) on purpose and you follow it i mean it's it's discipline it's Mm -hmm. no we're not going to go out to eat and no, we're not going to get a gift at every uh, a store we go to. The kids hear the word no a lot, and it's just being different, like you said, but being disciplined and sticking to the plan. And having the resolve to realize that at some point it's going to pay off at the end. One thing, at least I'm a visual person, so each each uh, every so often we go through and, uh, hey, at, at this month we should have this much of the house paid off, and it was on the computer, and if we got that, we put ourselves in the black, uh, just to have some kind of visual reinforcement of the goal we're working towards. Perfect. Very, well done. Very simple. Thank like you. you used to say, Dave, uh, grandmother, your advice your grandmother used to give you, except we keep our teeth in. So it's yeah. very simple. That's true. 
That's true. And then my wife is a grandmother, and I'm not allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, Wait, there you I, go. I, I need to. And she has all her teeth, by the way. Before we do that, the deference scheme, I need you to clarify a few things because I just want to make sure America hears this. I'm un- under the impression that teachers, no matter what, simply don't make enough money to survive in America, and they just can't get ahead. True or false? That's false. False. I'm under the impression that you have to be inside your home as comfortable as you are at a spa or everything falls apart. True or false? That's false. false. I'm under the impression that if you tell your kids no, they 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 evaporate and they hate you and they <laughs> kick and scream and they become disaster like little feral animals. True or false? They do kick and they scream kick and for, and for a minute <laughs> and then they get over it. And they get over And then that energy runs out and there we are. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, Dave talks about hope stealers. I want people who consume the media on a regular basis who have bought into some narrative that the country's over everything is falling apart everything is over i want to look at you two and you two inspire me literally my own yep. house with my yep. family because y'all have said we're going to circle the wagons here with our home with our family with our community with our parents we're going to do this the right way and y'all did it man and everybody listening, it can be done because I'm looking at it right here. I'm yep. looking at three kids that are still breathing and smiling <laughs> and acting like kids. They made it, right? They did. They and made it. They were fun. It's Kenley, our oldest. Uh, about, I don't know, a year ago, she'd walk around with our Smart Money, Smart Kids book, and she'd pull people aside and read it to them, and she was just learning She's how to read. She's proselytizing, man. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. We've got commission jars for them. They've got things they have to do around the house. They save and they give. Very good. Um, it's just Very exciting good. things. Very cool. Let's bring them up and introduce them. Amazing. What are their names? What are their names and ages? We got Kenley here. She's our oldest. She is mm-hmm. eight. She's uh-huh. eight. We got Cameron. Mm-hmm. He's our second. He's six. Mm-hmm. And we got Lucas here. He's our youngest. It's three and one in the next probably five to six weeks. All right. Way to go, guys. A beautiful family. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are heroes. Those kids' lives are completely changed uh, because you paid a price to win and you taught them the ancient word. No. <laughs> it's a good word. It is. A it good has word. kind of it escaped is. our vocabulary in this country, and it's good when you can return it one family at a time. Yeah, we've got the uh, live and give box for you to say thanks for coming. It's the Baby Steps Millionaires book, which that's your next stop for sure, and then Total Money Makeover book, uh, and you can pass that on to somebody who needs to do what you're doing, and a Financial Peace University membership. If you've not gone through it, you ought to go through it. If you haven't, if you have, and you want to give it away, do that. It's it's for you to live and to give. That's what it's called. That's why it's called the Live and Give Box. Way to go, guys! Kyle and Kristen, Kenley, Cameron, and Lucas. Guys, are y'all ready to do your? Are you guys ready? ready? All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Two hundred ten thousand paid off, house and everything in ten years, making seventy two to one thirty eight. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, Three two. two. One, we're, we're debt free. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear that sound? It was the sound of a family tree being changed. Pretty They're cool. free, Dave. They're free. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. This is the Ramsey Show. Scripture of the day, Colossians 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spirit fo- spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Jordan Peterson says it this way. 
don't be a slave to stupid rules. <laughs> Jordan is very seldom that much and to the point. He's, he's, I mean, short. He usually has a lot more to say. I, I just need you to know that the next, there's going to be a time when I might. Don't be a slave to stupid rules. I might suggest that uh, one of my office rules, I don't want to be a slave to a stupid rule. I guess then you can say, well, then you don't have to work here. That's pretty cool. Oh, well, there's stupid rules, and then there's just rules. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Brandy is in Greenville, <laughs> South Carolina. Hi, Brandy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Uh, hey, Dave. Thank you for taking our call. Sure. What's up? Okay, so we are in a huge dilemma, um, both financial and um, emotional. Mm -hmm. We built a house um, brand new in 2017. Mm -hmm. Right after moving in, we started noticing a lot of issues. Long story later, and along five years worth of litigation, we settled outside of court. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that we've settled, we started doing some of the renovations, and, you know, we thought we were looking really good on budget. And then one thing um, after another started popping up. We started having severe mold issues. We had it in the HVAC. Um, we had it in the crawl space, under the floors. Um, you just, you can imagine it's just mold infested. At this point, we don't have any more money from the settlement to invest in our home. Mm-hmm. The pickle here is we don't live in a subdivision, so we can't just flip around and sell. We actually have a piece of property that my parents gifted me. Now, in the beginning, we were told that we could sell if anything were to ever come up, but now family members are getting, you know, emotionally involved. My husband and I have decided that, you know, we really don't want to go into debt to fix this house unless, you know, it's the right thing to do. We know interest rates are double what we have now. What is your household Um, income? Okay, my husband uh, makes seventy-two thousand dollars at his uh, first job, and then his side gig he makes uh, ten thousand cutting grass on the side. Okay, so eighty-two thousand dollars household income, and you don't. No, work I'm at- sorry, seventy. I'm sorry, sorry, seventy-two total. It's sixty, sixty-two and ten. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. All right, good. Yeah. So seventy-two total, and you don't work outside the home. I don't. I'm a homeschool educator. Okay, and how many kids have you got? I have three high schoolers. Okay. All right. Cool. All right, and um, so what bids have you gotten on the mold eradication? Okay, so um, it's I know that we need around eighty thousand dollars to finish this project. Left, not in mold eradication. No uh, mold remediation. We have a mold hygienist coming out on August the tenth. He's supposed to be one of the top in the you know state of uh, South Carolina. So you can't afford him. you don't have any money. Well, Why do you have the top guy in the whole state coming out? Because the other people that we've had in our home, um, you know, we've spent um, 15000 in the crawl space remediating, remediating that. And then we spent um, so far just in the flooring portion of it around 12000 That And was it's still not gone? HVAC. No. I should have uh, done that's it. What yeah, well, we have more mold that we're discovering. So that's, yes. That's I'm, I'm confused. I mean, because if you have a crawl space home and there's mold in the crawl space and you eradicate the crawl space and you, and you clean the heat and air ducts, you should be done. Well, yes, but it's in the walls. We've, you know, that's the thing. We found some things that are in the walls that need to be addressed. So that would be an additional fee. 
all the other things, you know, have been addressed. Um, it's just the new things. Well, that why is it eighty thousand dollars in? That's not true. That's to complete the whole entire house. I know. Um, you know, but you can't afford it. You haven't. You haven't. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's why we're backed in our corner because every last penny that we had, um, you know, for the remediation, um, or you know, the reno. It went into the mold remediation because all but of that. But your mold should be done. Out. I mean, you it should be done, but maybe just a little bit. So there's two separate issues. You're don't lumping it all into one issue and turning it into a drama. Okay. The other renovations, I don't care when you do those, but the mold has to be taken care of to live there. Well, we don't. That's the thing. Uh, we don't live there. We've been living with my parents because it was so bad. We've they okay. So the mold has to be there. finished, but all the but yeah. the other renovations don't, don't have to be done to move in. Well, actually, they do because our house is gutted. We have no bathrooms. We have no flooring. We have nothing in our home. No kitchen. Everything has been completely. How much gutted. did you get in a settlement? Um, 150,000 and you couldn't fit, fit and you, all you did was get the house gutted for 150 grand. We had, we got, we had to do structural stuff, landscaping stuff. And I mean, yes, we've put every landscaping. You don't do landscaping with your house gutted and no bathrooms. I mean, like, uh, regrading the yard, the builder graded our found, graded our yard into the, um, oh God, it'd been easier to push house. this thing down that's what I was saying from the beginning. Um, and you know, so now our question is, is we know we, spent what do you money. owe on we it? Don't have any, um, 211,000. If it was in tip top shape, everything was done. You, you had $80,000 fall from the sky. What, what could you sell it for? 550. I've been speaking with a few realtors and that's what they think that the number is. Yeah. So you'll be lucky to get out of it right now. Yeah, that's what we're just trying to see. Should we sell as is? Do we need to do, uh, you know, a home equity well, you, line you of all, You all suck at renovations. So I really, your ability to manage this project and this budget is horrible. You've It just has destroyed you. And so um, I really don't want you continuing this because you're not, it, it's going it, to, you know, you did, when you were building, it didn't get done right. And then when you try to do a renovation with the amount of money you had, you didn't stay on budget and you got completely out of control on, on er- everything. And so it's like, there's no limit to spending here. Um, so, I mean, oh gosh. Um, yeah, I, I don't think this ends well, even if you went and borrowed 80 grand, I don't think that's the end of it. Cause I don't think, I think yeah. something else is going to come up cause you all don't do this well. Yeah, and that's what we're afraid of, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know well enough, and I've made a lot of financial, you know, mistakes, and we yeah. were really trying to. So how many acres is it? It's on one and a half acres. And it's adjacent to what, your parents or something? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. you don't have a choice. you got to sell it. I, the, you, it, okay. does, it doesn't make sense. There's nothing here that says I want to keep this. Uh, hopefully you yeah. can get more than 210 for it. Um, and then you're just going to have to go and get your rental property and just start rebuilding your lives. And if mom and dad or whoever it is that's griping at you don't like that, then they can buy it. Yeah, but they don't. They don't really have talking. a vote in whether you keep it, unless they're right. going. Unless they give you eighty grand. If they give you an eighty grand, then as a gift, then they can have a vote. Yes, sir. But they don't get to tell you what to do with your property. That's part of the problem of giving someone something. They now own it. 
You. When Dave yeah. just said, you got to sell it. Yes, sir. Did that give you peace? Um. Yes and no. I mean, that was our forever home. So. <laughs> Seems like yes the cosmos no. is trying to tell you, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, and that's where I just kind of stopped and asked my husband, you know, we've been out of the house, we can't, seem, we thought things were going to be completely different, and it's not. It's been the opposite yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not opposed. I'm not going to sit here and dig my heels in to yeah. keep something just because it's family land. I'm not um, either. I'm not either. I, I'm sorry it's family land, but if the family wants to buy a thing, buy it. Or if they want to give you a $100,000 cash gift and you want to try to finish it so that that's fine if somebody's rich and wants to put their money where their mouth is. Otherwise, they don't get a vote. So I'm sorry you've been through all yeah, this. But, drowning. I hate but that I, if I were in your shoes, I'd be done with it. I, I want a fresh start. I'd be done with it. That puts the sour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.